0: gets up here we have got an intro dvd from our senior leader
1: stuart hi everyone i used to attend a school just at the bottom of this hill i remember school playground days when we had an interesting way of gathering people for team games A person would stand in the middle of the playground, they'd extend their arms and they'd shout, all in for, followed by football, cricket, or some other game. Our new series on partnership is a call for us to be all in, all in for church and actually all in for life together. Believe it or not, I was football captain of our junior school team. Obviously, I wasn't very tall, and perhaps skillful would not be a word that would be used about me. However, I fondly remember my school report which said, a reliable football captain. At least I regularly turned up. Actually, in church there is real power in just turning up. It's great, I think, at the moment that Lincoln City are doing so well. I think that there are a number of contributing factors to their success. They have clear vision of what they want to achieve, good management and leadership, and a lot more people willing to support and become part of the journey. So our call to everybody today is all in for church. Have a great, great day.
0: Well, good morning, everyone. It's great to see you. I uh, really want to thank you for coming along on a Sunday. It's so good. We honour you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your commitment. High five the person next to you. It's good to be alive, isn't it, everybody? Well, what a great testimony this morning of what God's doing. I love it. As part of a church family, it's not static. We don't just attend. It's not something that you join. It's something that you are part of. Something that we dying for you to contribute into. We want to hear your voice and it's a living family that is always moving. God can never be limited in just to a Sunday morning experience or a Sunday evening experience. It's about our whole life and that's what God calls us into. I thought I'd get an amen in the house for that one. Today we're talking about all in, developing a culture of partnership. Over the next five years, five, five years, that'd be a long series, wouldn't it? Over the next five weeks, we're going to be talking about what is it to be a partner within this thing we call church? What is it to call this place home? We have it up there every day. What is it to do life with people who we can who we can inspire, who we can motivate, who we can encourage? And that's where we're going to be going over the next five weeks. I remember in 2005, you might have heard me tell a few stories. I travelled the world I went all overseas I did scuba diving snorkeling I did snowboarding I did surfing well I tried to be a surfer I wasn't that good and I even got chased by a machete well when I came back from that Yeah, I'll just leave that one with you. You can ask me about the story later. When I came back from travelling, I was so excited and wanted to tell everyone about my experiences. It was always on my lips and I always wanted to tell everyone about the adventure and the excitement that I'd had when I was travelling around the world. It was something that I was all in for. I remember as a result of telling some of my football mates about going travelling. The next year, three of my football mates went on and went travelling all around the world. When you're passionate about something, when you've lived an adventure, it can't help but come out of you. Well, that's what I'm longing for us to be people of God. That we so fall in love with Jesus that every time we're out there in our workplaces, in our families, in our community, we want to share passionately about what God is doing in our lives. Can we have an amen? I was challenged by God recently. Um, Am I as passionate about my relationship with him? Do I seize every opportunity to share about what he is doing in my life? How do people go away after having conversations with me? I was talking to my good friend Ellis last night and he was saying he met this entrepreneur on Monday and as he's talking to this entrepreneur, this entrepreneur is telling him about what's happening in his life and Ellis came away thinking, wow, I feel infused. I feel excited about my journey as a business leader. What do people go away after having a conversation with us? I believe as Christians, we should be on the front foot. Every time we have a conversation out in the workplace, out in our worlds, people should be going away, going, Wow, what has that person got in their life? That's my aim as a Christian. I want people to be so inspired and have such a like, taste and um, a taste of what God is doing in my life. I want them to go about and go, I want part of that. Isn't that you? Yeah, yeah. you are listening. <laughs> Psalm 92, verse 13. I spoke on this a couple of weeks ago. Talks about those who are planted in the house of God will flourish. Our heartbeat in this church for your life is that you will flourish in your relationship with God, you will flourish in your relationships with your family and friends, you will flourish in your workplace, your family, your community. Your sports field, your club, your finances, your relationship with Jesus in everything. We believe that as you get planted in this family, in this community, that you will be someone who flourishes in their life. That's our heartbeat for them. We call this house of God. We call it a family. As I've already said, it's not something that you join. It's not an add-on to your life. Being part of a church community is the best thing that I ever have been part of. There's encouragement, there's wisdom, there's love, there's honour, there's friendships, there's relationships, there's inspiration, there's dreams, there's vision. That should be found in our life as a church. Can we have a yes, I agree that. That's where we're going. It's something where you contribute as, as a church. It's something that you contribute and you flow together with a common cause of building God's kingdom. Church is not just a Sunday gathering. We know that, don't we? Although we love and we honour the gathering together. It's about living in community 24-7. I believe the most exciting thing is as we go out tomorrow and scatter out in our workplaces, in our life, what an amazing opportunity for you to tell your mates about God and about what He is doing. The scattered church out there doing the business of what we have. If you have a view that church is a Sunday morning, I want to challenge you about that. I want to protect the Sunday gathering. I think this is essential, essential in building church. But this is a snippet. This is a celebration of us coming together so we can go out and do the business that God's called us to do. Can we have an amen in the house? I think lazy Christians blame, blame people. Oh, church isn't what I want it to be. I think it's actually a lazy issue because I feel they say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't get anything from church. Well, what did you contribute? What did you bring? What did you do? Don't blame me and Joe. Yes, we have some leadership responsibilities, but we take that responsibility seriously. But we're saying, what have you brought? What's your flavor that you're bringing? What is it that you're inspiring everyone to go out and live a life full of adventure and a life full of flourishment over there? Today, we are looking at what does it mean to partner in this place we call home and to be all in to make it the best community in the world. I look at my boys growing up and I think, I want to to grow them up in a place that they absolutely love. I want to be part of a church community that I absolutely love, that I'm sold out for, that I'm saying, this is the best thing that I want to be part of. I hope you feel the same way. I know we're not there because we're human, but I want to say, what are we bringing? What are we dreaming? What are we contributing? What responsibility are we taking to make this community, this thing we call church, the best thing that we're part of? I believe it is God's A plan. It's number one plan to be all in. Let's make this place the best community in the world. If you've got your Bibles, why don't you turn to Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. I'm sure it's a verse that you would have read many times. So I'm going to be basing a bit of our partnership talk on that. We're feeling great as a a live church. We are eight locations at the moment. Uh, We're launching into Gainsborough next week, everybody. We are growing. And I love that word that Louis brought, if you're planted, God will grow it. If you are planted and you put the seed in the ground, God will grow it. And that's what's happening with the life of our church. I am believing our next 10 years, we will have at least 25 locations. Is it on your heart to go and plant one? Why not? This is a message not to be kept secret. This is where we're going, people. You've seen, as we've come into Hycombe, we've seen over 100 people make first-time decisions for, to follow Jesus Christ yeah. in five years, five and a half years. We've got a plan to see more and more of that happening. I thought you'd get a bit more excited about that. Joe tells me, Don't be, you can't be excited about everything. Oh, I can. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Philippians uh, chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. This is Paul talking in the Bible. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Paul talks about partnership. We're not called to do this thing called church on our own. We are partners in the gospel. You're my brother. You're my sister. I love it. It's exciting, isn't it? The word partnership in the Greek is koinonia which is a root word, it means a sharer, that is an associate, a companion, a partaker, or a partner. John Piper defines its biblical meaning as a mutual bond that Christians have with Christ that puts us in a deep, eternal relationship with one another. You're not getting away from me, people. (laughs) Flowing from our personal relationship with Jesus, that's always the number one, must come a personal relationship with his people. You can't be part of church. You can't love Jesus with everything that you've got, but not like other Christians. Look to the person to your left. Look into their eyes lovingly. I love you. (laughs) But it can't happen if you've got a passionate relationship with Jesus Christ, and you've got a love for his people that you're doing life with. Your brothers and sisters. It's an eternal bond that you can never break. And I love it. This is a glorious work, oh, and there's good news, because if you are looking at a person next you and thinking, really? <laughs> Check this next verse out. This is a glorious work of the Holy Spirit, but involves a decision on our part too, as we shall see. So we have to decide, don't we? Holy Spirit's there, but we have to walk into it in partnership. We have to take our first step. I love this stuff. The message puts it this way: Ephesians one verses three to five. Every time you cross my mind, I break out in explanations of thanks to God. Each exclamation is a trigger to prayer. There's one for you, Angela. I find myself praying for you with a glad heart. I am so pleased that you have continued on it, on in this, on in this with us believing and proclaiming God's message from the day you heard right up to the present there has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that God who started this great work in you will keep it and bring it to flourishing or is that word again flourishing the Lord is speaking finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears I love that in that in that message of Philippians what does it say all my prayers all of you everyone who is in Christ is in you're not the last one pick people Who's thinking that when they were on that football, oh, don't pick me last. I never did, unless it was a maths quiz, and then I was last. <laughs> Sport, I was always all right, but maths quiz, no one wanted me. I took my maths three times, got a U to start off with, so I retook it again and got another D, and retook it another again and got another D. It spells dud if you rearrange your words. i know my gifting. I know I'm brilliant with numbers, actually, but yeah, I'm not very good with pi, 3.14. <laughs> Everyone who is in Christ is in. People, I've got good news for you. If you're in Christ, you're in. You are in. You're part of the partnership. You do not, you do not need to be excluded. Please, please, please don't exclude yourself from our church community. You've got a flavor to bring that is like no one else's. Yeah. We want to have healthy and open conversations about the flavor that you're going to bring. You might not like style, but don't get caught up in that. We're in an eternal bond of relationship. We're doing community in life together. You break down a week, we're only saying you have to be here for one and a half hours anyway. And I know you want to be it. You've got the whole rest of your life to do community, to live and to love and to go for it. But I want this to be a dynamic time that we're empowered with the Holy Spirit and then we go out and do the business. Can we have an amen? Amen. Acts shows us this process and how quickly people can make progress. Please don't exclude yourself. The early church was just known by one location, one church. I believe that we're moving into a time where I feel that God is moving. Smith Wigglesworth prophecy, for those who've studied it, it says, When the Word and the Spirit come together, there'll be the greatest move of God that you have ever seen. I'm believing it says that the uh, charismatic church will be on the way, and this is Smith Wigglesworth. And when the Spirit and Word come together, there'll be a greatest move of God. We need to have healthy conversations about where we're going as a church, what it looks like in the next 10 years. We don't have to do things the way that we've always done them. What does it look like? I don't know. But that's the excitement of the Holy Spirit. We follow it on an adventure. We want to open up and have healthy conversations about where we see church going. But I love it. I'm believing that when people look outside of church, they're not going to go, oh, there's the Bridge Church. Oh, there's the Church of England. There's the Anglican. Oh, there's a live Lincoln. There's a live Hike." No, we're one church because we have all believed in the one father I love the churches in hikeham I went for a beer with peter um peter collins the other day everybody as well the vicar at, uh um all saints that's the one isn't it and it was very nice so i believe in that um one church i recently saw more clearly a process of partnership in the first few chapters of acts also see the need to ignore the chapter and a verse to see a flow of thought. I want to encourage you guys, as we take on this partnership series, read Acts, but don't stop with the headlines. Just read it as one book and see what God opens up and um, underlines for you. So I'm going to look at three things, what lessons we can learn and what we can have in being and having a culture of partnership. Are you with, are you with me? Yeah. Number one, could you write this down? To partnership, we believe in uh, looking at the Acts, we will be added to And we will be devoted. We are all in as the Holy Spirit adds to our number. And we have a devoted heart. Acts 2 verse 40 says this. Those who accepted his message were baptized. And about 3,000 were added to the number that day. I believe as church numbers should be added consistently every day. Do you know every week in the life of the church through our Sunday gatherings. So I'm only monitoring the Sunday gatherings. At least one person becomes a Christian. Discovers Jesus as their best friend and someone they want to follow every week in the life of a live church. There's a party in heaven, and we should have more of a party down here. It's exciting. God is adding. But I believe that there's so much more. The journey began by accepting the message, the gospel, and being baptised. I want to say to you, everybody, again, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, take the next step and get baptised. We've got baptisms coming up. We love it. Get dunked. It's excellent fun. And it's biblical. It's falling in the footsteps of Jesus. In verse 42, they devoted themselves. So as they devoted themselves, so God added to them as they were a church community, as a family. And they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. It says in verse 42, uh, uh, um, they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. Let the word of God have full run in your life. Be inspired by a message. We want to protect the platform. And what comes from here, we want to be teaching you great stuff. And I want to always say to you, they were devoted in the early church to the apostles' teaching. Number two, they were devoted to fellowship. Well, I believe that's good. We love hanging out together, don't we? I want more dinner parties, please. I want more walks out by the beach, please. I want more Nando's. I want more life in us. I want more barbecues. I want us to hang out even more because we are designed to do this thing called life together. If you've got a problem, if you've ever had a bit or you felt a bit down, sometimes you can feel a bit down and... When, when we're feeling a bit down, we should be in community that people uplift us. Yeah. Because there'll be times as well where we're feeling like on top of the world and we need to bring someone up as well and recognize who God is and tell them who God is, what God is doing in their life. We need fellowship. That's why they were devoted. Thirdly, uh, sorry, we're all ha- we are all about hanging out, doing life together through the thick and thin. There is life experience, wisdom in this house, and sometimes a good kick up the bum we all need. Yeah. I believe that we all need a big kick up the bum sometimes. Yeah. I heard this story and it breaks my heart. It was this, this preacher and he said, um, he went into a restaurant and he was sitting with his mate. I think Cole Beach told, told me this. And, and, and this bloke comes up to him and he goes, lads, do you want a beer? And they went, yeah, we'll have a beer. And he said, oh, good. Finally, someone's drinking beer. And he says, why is that then, mate? And he goes, well, once a year, this church over the road had this conference. And no, everyone comes to our restaurant they're all moody. No one buys any drinks, and no one gives us tips. I'm like, as a church people, we need to be the most generous hearted, bringing life into people, and not tight-fisted. Sometimes we need to kick up the bum. We should be saying, thank you, waiter. Thank you, waitress, for your service. If it's good. I think honour will honest you. know, If we don't agree with it, tell them in a nice way. I love your hair, but your service. We could just develop some <laughs> things in that. As we had at Pizza Express the other day, I love your tattoos and I love your piercing. I love you sweating over my food, but uh, yeah, could you? Just bring us the pizza. No, but we should be bringing light into these places. I believe this. Thirdly, what else did they do? Their breaking of bread. The disciples' eyes were open up when they broke bread. I believe in the days of the early church, they were devoted in the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and finally in prayer. It's the heartbeat of who we are. It's about, an inter- in, it's about an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. We should be praying, guys. And all the time. Just seeing every opportunity. Thank you, God, what you're doing. Gratitude will shape your attitude. Yeah. Gratitude will also shape your altitude. The more grateful they are, the higher that God will take you. I believe that. I really do. We need to be people of thankfulness, people of honour. I love that. Elaine, thank you for your testimony this morning. I love it. What a great testimony. You see, they were committed in love for people, the community, in the days of the early church. They were committed to meeting together and family, and they were committed to giving to the needy. More and more and more and more and more. I want to be giving away to people in need my time, my treasure, my talents. I don't want to just leave it to our community projects, although it's fantastic. We've got the caps, the food banks, the butterflies. But what am I doing in my street about people who are needy? with time is there someone in your street who needs actually to be invited around for a cup of tea because they might not have spoken to anyone else giving to the needy is always good this lifestyle continued to be added to, in verse 47 it said and the lord added to their number daily those who were being saved i'm believing this year god is going to add more and more people to our church those who are getting saved when we live lives open for jesus added and devoted We will become so attractive and on fire for God. And you know what? People always want to come and see things burn. They want to say, What is it about them? Guys, I want to encourage you, burn for Jesus so bright. The people say, When you did, what did you do this weekend? You're absolutely not just saying, I went to church. No, I went to a place that uplifted me a place of friendship, a place of family. I got inspired by this bald guy. I heard some stories (laughs) of these amazing things. I got given a food pass or whatever it is. Let's be infectious. Let's be contagious so that people want to find out more about Jesus. Can we have an amen in the house? Number two, what were they? They were filled and united. We are all in as the Holy Spirit fills us and we have a heart for unity. I remember when I joined Youth for Christ when I was an 18-year-old. We got placed with 40 people. And there was one guy I really didn't get on with. And they placed us on the last day and they said, you're going to be in teams and they said, they read out a team, Louise, Nick, Dan, you are going to Lincoln. And who was the last person on my team? A guy called Matt. And I was like, oh no, I like Louise. I like Louise and, uh, Louise and Nick, but I didn't like Dan. And over the, over the year, God gave me such a heart. They didn't like Dan, did I say? <laughs> didn't, like, didn't get on that well with Matt. Over that, that next year, as I encountered the Holy Spirit, God gave me the biggest heart for this guy called Matt. We were horrendously different. But man alive, God gave me a heart for unity. When God gives you a heart for unity, he moves greatly within people's lives. Acts 4 verse 31 said, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. When you're united, you need to know that there's a team cheering you on, saying go for it. We were at a wedding the other day um, at the One event, on the Saturday of the One event. And uh, we were sitting around a table with a load of our unchurch mates. And I turned around to my wife and she was in deep conversation. I'm thinking, we've got to get back to the big top in like 25 minutes because we're leading the service. And Joe just started her evolution conversation with this bloke there. And I'm thinking, <laughs> how am I going to get her out with this but like, be like, nice and sensitive to this guy? But I was there and I'm hearing this conversation my, my wife's having. And she's talking about what God's doing in her life. And I felt so proud and I was like cheering her on. As well as cheering her out the door, saying, "Come on, we gotta be out of the way. We can't be at the big tub in in 20 minutes." But we should be our biggest cheerer on, shouldn't we? Yeah. You guys going back into education? I'm cheering you on. You're champions. You're investing in young lives, in staff members. I love it. Go for it. We want to be champions. All the believers were in one heart and mind. Imagine if we stopped fighting over stuff that really doesn't matter and dreamed of moving forward together for the kingdom. I know I'm not your favourite preacher, Joe is. I know that. (laughs) You don't have to tell me. (laughs) But I know there's different style. I I see that hand, I'll take that. (laughs) But we've got to be united together. We've got to be cheering people on. We've got to stop disagreeing about things that don't really matter and agree on love. That this... South of the city, and this city needs love more than anything. And that's what we can agree on. And Jesus is the source of life. They were united together. They cared for one another. This partnership released ministry in verse 33 in Acts 2. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And much grace was upon them all. If you love Jesus Christ and you're doing your best for him, there's going to be grace on you. If you say a wrong word, it doesn't matter. People are going to co- grace is going to cover you. I really believe that. But you've got to step out. This also encouraged sacrificial giving. You see in the Acts, Joseph sold a field and bought the money to the feet of the apostles. When you're filled and united, crazy things happen in your life. Church, let's be filled and united. And finally, thirdly, Oh, I'm way over. They were empowered and sold out. We're all in as Holy Spirit empowers us. And as we have a heart sold out, Acts 5 verse 2, the apostles perform many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. All the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. People we've got to continue to meet together. As we meet together, that's when we get empowered. Meet together in your connect groups. Meet together in your young adults. Meet together in your youth ministry. Meet together on a Sunday morning and a Sunday evening. But as you meet together, you're empowered and you're sold out. What does empowerment do? Verse 14, growth. Verse 15, healings. Verse 16, spread the word, towns around Jerusalem. This was followed by pressure and persecution. But the chapter ends in a strong established church in verse 42. Day after day, in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stop teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is Christ. Yeah. Never limit to church just being on a Sunday morning. Meet daily. Have friendship, share life, protect this. This is important, the gathered meeting together. Conclusion, over the next five weeks, we're looking at partnership. Some levels of expectation we have here at Alive Church. We do not get people to sign on the dotted line. You get a hug and you're in our club. Some of these partnership expectations will come easily. And some we can walk out together. We believe that there are great values for you and your family to live a flourishing life. So what are our five expectations? We're looking over the next five weeks. That we are attenders. It's not a taking register of who comes to church. But we are attenders because we know what happens when we're united together in one place. The Holy Spirit moves and that empowers. We don't want you to miss out. We want you to book into the one event because we don't want you to miss out. Because God will do so much in your life. You come away infused and encouraged. So we are attenders. Number two, we are connected. We are connected to do life together in Connect groups. We want to encourage you again: get signed up for a Connect group, smaller community doing life together with people. Why? Because God calls us to build genuine relationships. We are not here for so we are not here for us. How we do life together? Vulnerable relationships. Don't know what happened with my notes there. I think Hudson's written them. Number three: we are givers. Why? Because this is a great principle for you to invest into something that is greater than yourself. Sow the seed and see what God does with it. Finances, treasure, time, and talents. We're going to be looking at that. Fourthly, we're going to be looking at we are servants. And thank you for honoring Rachel. We didn't need that, but I really appreciate that. Thank you. Why? Because it's great to contribute. Don't just sit here and have uh, uh, kind of consumer Christianity where you just come on a Sunday, oh, what can I get from today? No, what are you giving? We're desperate for minibus, guys. We, we, we minibus in anywhere between five and 20 people every week. And we've only got two people on the rotor. We're desperate. Can you do it? It's getting to church half hour earlier and going and picking some people up and having great conversations and meeting people. Can you do it? What are the other things? So we're looking at fourth week, we are serves, And finally, week five, we are pri- prayers. Why? Because prayer shifts and changes things. They were all in it together. Our heart at Alive Church is that we are all in for partnership. Can I have an amen? amen? God's part, he added, he filled, and he empowered. People's part, they were devoted, they were united, and they were established. God bless you guys. Thank you for being with us together. Stay around for a tea coffee. We apologize for going eight minutes over today. Please have grace and mercy for me. Um, I love you lots. God bless you all. Thank you for being with us. Tea, coffee, and next week is Super Sunday. Au revoir.